There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 11 of season 3 of Winona Earp. Oh my gosh, the first part of the finale. Yes. Oh, it was painful. Let me tell you, the commercials made it worse. Just because it's like, you're going, you're going, and the commercials like, ah! Uh, we're doing this pretty soon after air, so do you have any ratings? Well, not for episode 11, but I do have a live plus seven day for episode seven. What? Yeah, but shock. <laughs> episode seven tied for first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.3 for an increase of 200%. It was 25th in viewers' percentage gain, going from 0. 0.502 to 0. 0.894 million viewers for an increase of 78%. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hit yeah, I kind of figured. of a million in live plus seven, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. And uh, just the commercials, too, in between the show, I don't know if it's the same all over, but I was seeing... Congratulations, Erpers. You asked for it. Renew uh, Winona, and they got the the next season. Right. And I was just like, oh, that's awesome. I love how they're promoting that, too. So no matter when you're watching this, make sure you tweet just your thoughts here and there. Even though they're not going to be tweeting along with you, it's always good to tweet and hashtag Winona Erp. And sometimes they do answer you even much later. We oh, found that absolutely. out with some of our shows. Absolutely, yeah. Dominique was actually up and trying to tweet at 2 a.m. over in the U.K. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have people uh, like Michael Eklund, who he was tweeting out photos from Bobo. Right. And just, what was it, save Bobo, release Bobo? Yeah. I can't, I think it was release Bobo, free Bobo. And he was liking some of the stuff that was, you know, I put up later, and it, it was just great. This cast is so into tweeting with their fans. I love it, and they are so awesome when you get to meet them live. So I'm really hoping they're going to be at more cons close to one of us so we can both meet them again. Yeah. All right, let's jump into episode 11, Daddy Lessons. Winona has a run-in with the revenants that lead her to an unexpected revelation about the curse. Waverly meets an important figure from her past, and Nicole tries to evacuate Purgatory before it's too late. Uh, I kind of feel like I want to skip to that last sentence really quick. Okay. I don't think she had too much of a hard time evacuating Purgatory. No, not at all. It was pretty much a ghost town as soon as <laughs> we open up the episode. Yeah, because you have this 
weird, creepy. Is it a sun? Is it a moon? It's reddish, and apparently it's 2 a.m. So I don't think people are dragging feet too much to get out, because they know something's happening. Yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning, shall we? And I can't tell exactly if I was right or or not with the theory that I had previously. So we open at the morgue, and Waverly and Nicole are staring at Charlie's corpse, trying to figure out how to tell Winona that Doc did it. Yeah. And of course, like I had said, probably not the best of times to tell her what's happening with Charlie. Yeah, no. But Nicole gets a call. I started to say, just she. Things are kind of going bad, and somebody's going to need help, some backup. It's like, okay, well, I'll be back. Are you going to be okay? Is how she's looking at Waverly because obviously Waverly is our super empathetic character. Right. And she's like, yeah, we'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just stay safe. They have that beautiful moment and kiss right next to the corpse, which is really weird, but you know, okay. A little creepy. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) But when Waverly's alone, she touches Charlie's throat and she kind of closes her eyes and you don't know if she's kind of saying a little prayer because, oh, he's gone. What am I going to do? Or if she's hoping that something will happen. Right. Because something did happen. He sits back up and he's like, hey. And yeah, Waverly took that really well. Yeah. (laughs) So you kind of expected that she wasn't expecting anything to happen. Because I think if she was thinking that maybe something would happen, she wouldn't have quite reacted that way. Okay, so I, I can see that. He was just saying a little prayer for, for Charlie. And and wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back uh, the dad. Okay, we have yeah. an angel in our midst here. See, and I believe I had said something like, oh, maybe he's not really dead. And I want to say, and I wish I wrote it down, that I said something about him being like an angel or whatever. And right. I'm like, that'd be weird, especially since Winona slept with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, we're in purgatory. Let's get weird. Yeah, absolutely. And we go over to the homestead and Winona's sitting on the porch and she's just, oh my gosh, so distraught. And she's looking at that photo that Dolls left for. Her. Yes, that he had posted too, the, the last episode he was in. Right. Shamir had posted this and. Like we had talked about it, we didn't know if this was actually just a cast photo, like they were all to dinner and kind of took this photo and they used it, which it kind of looks like that's maybe what it was. And she's staring at it and she's like, I tried, I really did, but you backed the wrong horse. And then there's a horse walking past her. She's like, what What the heck is happening? There's a horse in my yard. Right. And I love it because she's like, run, get out while you can. And it's just like, do, 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 do. Where did this horse come from, though? They don't have horses on the homestead. Nope. Is this supposed to be a sign? I guess so. Most of the animals were getting out of town. I guess this horse was, too. It just wasn't in a big hurry. Right. (laughs) But he was walking. He wasn't, he didn't stop and look or anything. He just kind of kept going. I think when bad tornado or something's coming, most animals try to, Right, they like go. They have a sixth sense. (laughs) Yes. And as she's like, "You should leave, horse," and the tornado sirens goes goes off, and she's looking around like, "Wait, what? Yeah, why is a siren going off?" Well, this is basically to get 
the people out of town. And we happen to see a deputized Robin talking to Nicole. And he is like super excited that he was deputized. And he's like, yeah, this is great. And she's like, yeah, this is temporary. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, like, we'll talk about that later. Right. (laughs) I'm digging this too much. Right. And, okay, what's happening? People are leaving. And you see people, like, apparently at 2 in the morning, still going into stores. I don't know if these places are supposed to be open or people have broken. Right. And we find out that there's a family who had room who took Robin's father. Right. So at least we know he's out of town, so he's not worried about him he's going to be all in with the scooby gang to try to figure out what's going on yeah i was happy i was worried about his dad because we've never seen him but the fact that he mentioned him several times i was like "Uh uh-oh i was worried it was going to be like that achilles heel that they were going to bring out somehow right because bullshar is a jackass so nothing is too low for him to stoop to no and i totally believe that he would go after Robin's dad. Oh, yeah. But they get to talking and find out Jeremy is up all night. He's trying to find out some scientific way to beat Bullshard because there's got to be a way. And right then, Winona pulls up and Nicole sends Robin off to check some buildings because, I don't know, he's part of the gang, but not 100%. Yeah, I think Nicole wanted to talk to Winona alone. Winona does tell her. What is she going to tell Winona? Oh, yeah. I I was worried because Winona's like, oh, it's a great idea evacuating the town. And and Nicole's like, yeah. Even after Waverly told her, don't say anything. Right. I'm like, man, she's going to screw this up. She's going to tell her and this is going to be bad. We need Winona's head in the game. Right. But before anything could happen, because she's like, oh, hey, have you seen Waverly? And Nicole's like, she's at the station. Waverly's like, no, nobody's there. It's empty. And Nicole has this weird look on her face. Right. And I love that, like, oh, well, if you were there and you looked in every room, yeah, you should know what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> Except that's not happening. No. But Winona's like, oh, hey, have you? Okay. I have to see where she is because maybe something. Did she tell you about Kevin, by the way? And I love it because. All of a sudden, Nicole's like, no, who's that? Who's he? Hold on. And Winona just muttering, like, I don't think she'd go there. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be back. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're going to just, like, Waverly leave. would go do what she thinks she may be doing, but I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> right. You're just going to leave this, hey, do you know about Kevin? La, 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 gotta go. What? That's not cool. Because, no. of course, she also thinks Kevin's a dude, so. Anything could happen. Nicole is going to freak out. Right. Ah, Winona, really? Oh, let's head over to Shorty's. I think we all might need a drink after this one's over anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Because we see Tabitha and Reed looking for their dog, Penny. And Reed tells her that they can't leave town without the dog. Right, because he just happens to be in the bar. Right. Unaware that Doc is hiding in the shadows. Doc's looking all sorts of creepy. Oh, absolutely. He steps out snarling and says the dog isn't there. What's going on, Doc? This is some weird stuff. That's for sure. No, but this is like super weird the way he's acting. Yeah. I don't know if he's got fire witch in him or what, but this isn't our Doc. That's for sure. No. That's why I feel like it's got to be the witch. 
but that doesn't seem to be the case. No, I don't think so. And this was weird because then we end up back in the forest where Waverly is just kind of sitting by the stairs that Winona still can't see. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, okay, you can find the place, but you can't see it. That's kind of strange. Yeah. I don't know if they're ever going to explain that. But Waverly, and this is kind of weird because she doesn't remember how she got there. That's kind of scary. Right. Is it like it's calling her there? Yeah. So what if she did climb the stairs? Then she would be in, like, it would automatically close forever? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. If she actually sat on the throne, Bolshar would never be able to get in it. Nobody would. Hmm. It'd been locked down forever. But yeah. Waverly's pretty shook up because she does say she raised somebody from the dead. Now, she, at this point, doesn't tell her, right? No, she doesn't okay. say who it was. I was, like, trying to remember. I just watched this, like, a couple hours ago, but I'm, like, trying to remember exactly what she said. I was, like, I don't think she said it. No. But Winona is, like, Waverly, you're not, you're not going to do it. You're not climbing the stairs. And I love that because Waverly's, like, this is bigger than everyone. And Winona's, like, and I'm bigger than you. <laughs> and knocks her out. It's, like, I was not expecting that at all. No. <laughs> But it made sense that Winona would go to that extreme. Yeah, she because she wants to stop. going to let anything happen to her sister. Especially yeah. turning to stone. Oh, I don't want to know this. I don't want to know this. I don't want this to happen. But, of course, she grabs her and she decides to put her into the truck bed. What is it? In the um, toolbox. In thank the you. Bed. Yeah. And I loved it because she's like, just remember what daddy always said. This is going to hurt you more than it hurts me. What? I don't think that's how that's supposed to go. But I can I can hear Papa Earp saying that. Right. I really can. And then back in town, Winona's like, oh, I got to tell you something, Nicole. <laughs> Why don't you try to take her and get her anywhere else out of here? And of course, Nicole's like, that isn't going to work because she could talk me into anything. Right. And then she's like... Uh, well, she's, and I thought she was about to tell her she's in the toolbox, except here comes a barefoot Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> you go, okie dokie. Right. And Nicole is like sputtering, trying to say words. And I love it because my son is like, what is wrong with you? He's right there. But why are you barefoot, Charlie? And I love it. He's like, it's almost spring. I wanted to feel the asphalt between my toes. <laughs> what? Again. Not something they say, Charlie. No, yeah, you could tell that he hadn't quite regained his senses yet. Yeah, and although he found clothes. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know whose clothes he found, but, well, he's walking around in somebody's clothes. And Charlie's like, oh, yeah, hey, sorry, we, yeah, we broke up and things are weird, but I can help. And Winona's like, yeah, let's do this. And, oh, there's a car alarm. Or... Some kind of alarm may not have been a car, could have been a store. And Nicole's like, I'm going to go check that. And I love it because Winona's still looking at her like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) You act like you've seen a ghost. Right. And Winona's like, all right, listen, Charlie, I need you to do a favor for me, even though we're not together. Get Waverly out of the triangle. And he's like, okay. And she's like, and tell her I'm sorry when she wakes up. And he goes, what do you mean? And of course, she opens the toolbox and Waverly sits up. Saying some not-so-nice words, from what I understood. Right, yeah. But she was gagged, so it was kind of hard to make him out. But 
got the yeah we got the picture yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh so great he's gonna get her out of town that'll be one one good thing right except when she couldn't figure out how she got to the stairs the first time i kind of thought charlie doesn't have a chance to get her out right but i guess we'll find out yeah we head over to shorty's where kate goes down into the basement looking for doc because he had sent her a text it was an emergency yes and he steps out and kisses her and says that Winona won't love what he has become. Oh, yeah. Being this a was a weird. You are? You oh, are right. right. She wouldn't love you. This was a weird back and forth, though, because Kate's like, what is wrong? Something's not right with you. And he kept calling her Countessa. Yeah. Like, not even Contessa. Right. I'm like, what? Is- He's saying it weird. He's acting strange. And suddenly he has powers that. She was surprised he had. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. What's he going to do? Because I thought he was going to do something to Kate. And I'm still thinking, has this got something to do with the fire witch? Right. That she might decide she wanted Kate's body. Right. I, I'm i like, this is getting stranger and stranger. But Tabitha and Reed come out, say that they love them, and ask Kate to come play as they bare their throats to them. Yeah. That's going to go over great. Yeah. And Kate's pretty surprised that Doc has learned how to glamour. I thought it was like the fog or something. Because there was like kind of fog outside. Right. And I thought that was because of Doc. But it wasn't weird sexy purple fog. No. <laughs> but yeah, he seems to be like a little bit more on board with let's play with these people and drink their blood than he has been. And... I thought Kate would have been a little bit more reluctant to try to figure out what he wanted. But she's like, oh, okay, I guess we're down for this. I wasn't feeling that. Like, I I really feel like she'd have been like, something's not right. You need to spill. Right. Oh, and then where did we go? Oh, back to the BBD offices. How did I forget? almost forget. Because Bobo's like, hey, guys, can you let me out? Yeah. There's a bunch I felt of rabbits come in. <laughs> I kind happens. of felt bad, yeah. Because they're like, no. And he's like, oh, no, hey, the keys are over there. Can you just you know, open the door? And they're like, just oh. Old times. Right. And they weren't real happy about that. No, they were pretty much all talking smack. Yeah. How Bobo wasn't worth anything anymore. That he had betrayed them and just were not going to let him out come hell or high water. And then he thinks, well, maybe I'll give him some information. And they'll let me out. Hey, the air no longer has Peacemaker. Why don't you let me out of here? I can help you take care of that. And they're like, oh, thanks. She'll be easier to kill. And bye, Bobo. And he's even getting cussed out in foreign languages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know if they were going to let him out or if Robin was going to let him out. Because I felt like Robin really was like feeling bad for Bobo being in there. Right. But I was really surprised that his guys didn't let him out at all. Yeah, what are you going to do, right? Yep. And then we go, was it uh, the train station? Yeah, Charlie takes Waverly to the train station and tells her that Winona is going to build an arsenal while he takes her out of the train. Oh, and this one they were talking about how no, neither of them have been anywhere and they don't have any good frequent flyer miles to get out. <laughs> to get out of the country. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, waves, waves, waves. 
She insists that she has to climb the stairs, and Waverly tells him that he's going to have to tie her up to stop her. Well, of course, Charlie refuses, and they both get back in the truck. No, Charlie, don't. (laughs) No, at least put her on a train, get her out of Dodge, something. Yeah. I just know it's going to be bad, but it gets a little bit worse for Winona. Oh, absolutely it does. As she's loading up the truck bed with various weapons, here comes all those revenants. Yeah. And there's more than the ones that were in the station now. Yeah. Oh, no. Because the one's like, hey, why don't you shoot me? And she's like, crap, they know something. Yeah. And they all have guns, so not like she can just start a fight. No. (laughs) She wouldn't be able to disarm all of them without getting shot. Right. Multiple times. And so she's trying to talk sense in them. Is that going to work? Probably not. She's like, listen, Bolshar is going to enslave all of us and kill everybody. So maybe, like, let's not do this right now. And of course, she still has a gun, but it wasn't loaded. Yeah. That's not going to help. No. But guess what? She's going to now be the Revenant's fealty for Bolshar. Yeah. Oh. That's probably not good either. No, not at all. Oh, but, I mean, it gets worse because they take her wherever the heck these beekeepers are, and they have her tied up. And what is happening? Right. It's like doing her hair and stuff. And the one guy, which was just, it was funny because it was just so out of place for what they looked like. Right. He's like, oh, I haven't done anyone's, a girl's hair since my sister's wedding back in, was it the 1880s or something like that? And next thing you know, the other one comes in. Oh, do you think she'll fit in this dress? And it's like old timey kind of dress. And the one doing her hair, I was dying though. He's like, why do you always try to get women in your dead wife's dresses? I'm like, oh my God. Like, seriously, I had to stop like that. Something's wrong with him. Yeah, absolutely. It was funny, but it was like, oh, God, why? It was something that you kind of needed, though. Right. Because it was getting really serious, and you needed that little bit of levity. Yeah. Even when she's like, listen, you guys know I'm the only chance like, to break this curse so that we can all survive. Right. And they're like, I can't say for sure that it's going to work. I'm going to just try to be on the side that's going to survive. And you get that. But at the same time... It's like, oh, man, this sucks. Yeah, big time. It's like, yeah, you want to be on the side that survives. You're going to be like these zombies back here. Yeah. Think about it. And I think Jarvis is really thinking because he is like a man out of time, obviously, not just because they're cursed and reliving, but they hinted that he loved the wrong person. Right. So maybe he'd be happier if he can end this curse and finally find somebody to settle down with i guess right and not have to be the bad guy yeah oh let's go to the gibson place yeah charlie takes waverly to michelle's greenhouse what how'd we end up here yeah and they find it filled with fog and they even kind of talked like how did we end up here and charlie couldn't really give waverly a good answer other than oh it was getting so bad out there we had to right so it's like, okay, that's weird. Maybe the fog wanted us to come here. Right. Which I'm thinking, okay, does this mean mama's back? Maybe? What's happening? Exactly. 
And then Charlie mentions how the plants are waiting for spring, huh? Figuring that it'll always come, and you go, this don't sound like our Charlie. Well, I mean, Waverly did say, basically, you know, it's weird. These plants keep blooming, and nobody ever tends to them. Right. So it's like, okay, and then Charlie says that, and that seems really optimistic, but at the same time, wow, you're not exactly in the right place, right time for optimism here, buddy. Right. But then he gets kind of weird. More than he's been, even. Right. <laughs> That's saying a lot, because this episode, Charlie was kind of like, hmm, he seemed a little off kilter. Because he sees that statue that Mama was staring at and was, like, so in love with. And he's, like, just staring at that face of the angel. And then kind of, like, shrugs it off. And he goes back to talking to Waverly. I'm like, I'm thinking more and more what I had originally thought might be true, which is getting weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting real weird real quick and kind of going, okay, I can see this happening. We'll Waverly figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that didn't work out that way. find that out, we cut back to Doc and Kate. As Doc oh, yeah. wakes <laughs> Kate up and she figures that they should go. And Doc warns that once Bullshar rises to power, there'll be nowhere to hide from him. And then he's like, oh, you play too rough. You broke my toys, looking back at Tabitha and Reed. And I think this is finally when Kate realizes something isn't right with him. Yeah. Because she's like, they're not toys, Doc. These are people, and we killed them. Right. And that's when he says, I didn't take anything that they didn't want to give. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like full-on vampire. Right. And Kate looks worried at this point. Yeah. Then Doc says, it isn't enough, and he can smell it. Yeah, I love it. Kate's like, what are you talking about? Now, she, I think at this point, she's thinking Bolshar. Right. But I don't think that's it. No. Especially when she, Kate realizes the fog is moving, like somebody sent it. And Doc's just like, yeah, I'll find Bolshar with or without you, and, and I need it. I'll get what I need, because I need more of it. And Kate's just like, what? Okay. You're kind of losing it, but I'm going with you because obviously you can't be left alone. Right. At least she's smart enough to know that. Right. Now, will it help? I don't know. Yeah. So we go back to the Gibson place where Charlie ties Waverly up and Waverly says she's sorry about Charlie and Winona and Charlie figures they never had that much anyway. So he changes the subject to Nicole and Waverly says that Nicole likes Waverly when she isn't everything that Nicole is. It was really sweet. And I'm thinking, oh, God, why does he want to know so much? Oh, man. Yeah. And then, of course, Waverly asked where Charlie's from and what his family is like. And Charlie says that he doesn't know because all he remembers walking into purgatory. What? Yeah. <laughs> you go, oh, yeah, this is definitely heading in the direction that I thought it was heading. <laughs> Yeah, the pieces are slowly falling into place. They're rather quickly falling into place. True. And the doctor said that he must have had a head injury, and he takes Waverly's hand, the one that happens to have the ring on it. Mm-hmm. So Charlie remembers talking to the fire chief, who said that the job takes a certain type of person, and he tells the chief that all he wants to do is help people. And, and I love that moment because Charlie's like, did you see that? And she's like, uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and they're both sitting there like, 
Now what? Weird. Right. Yeah, you said that weird stuff happens, Charlie, and hello, welcome to weird. Yeah. So we cut back to Doc and Kate, and Doc goes into the fire station and approaches the fire chief saying he is looking for Charlie. Yeah, I love it. He's like, I don't know where anybody is. We're evacuating. Maybe you get out of town. Yeah. And then Doc gets crazy, Doc. Yeah. Draws his gun and tells the fire chief if he wanted him dead, he'd be dead. Yeah. And then Kate steps out from like behind him and they're both holding guns on the fire chief. Who does happen to have a gun, which probably is not a bad idea in this crazy time. Right. Of course, the chief says his phone will give them Charlie's GPS coordinates. So, of course, Doc shoots him. And it goes through him. And hits Kate. And you go, yeah. whoa. Yeah, okay. Doc has never missed. Right. And so what he did, he did on purpose. That's how I'm looking at it. You would think. And Kate's like, what did you do? You didn't need to kill him. And he's like, oh, he's nothing. It's like, what? Yeah. Okay, this is definitely not Doc. And I don't think it's the Fire Witch either at this point. No, no. Because this is like a whole nother level. Right. Full vampire Doc. And especially when he's like, I need the blood so bad. And Kate's like, this is not you. No. And he just tosses her rag to bind her wound and says, I got to have a drink or I won't be fine. Right, and this is your fault. Yeah, you did this. Wow. Yeah, great job there, buddy. So let's head over to another surprise. We have a feast for Bolshar, and there's a bunch of the revenants there, and the other ones bring out Winona wearing the the dress. Right. And suddenly Mercedes is there, and she kind of walks over, and she's like, what are you wearing? <laughs> okay, and of course Winona's like, why are you here? Right. Oh, I'm like his lady friend. And I think he calls her his wife, though. And she's like, what the heck is happening here, Mercedes? Yeah. That's a heck of a blind date, Mercedes. I mean, I don't know what happened when you got grabbed, but you got married? Wow. Yeah. Tells Winona that she's doing what she needs to do to survive. She's not going to lose her healed face by angering Bolshar. <laughs> Are you really that Shallow? Shallow Mercedes. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Oh, but Mercedes is like, Bullshire's got Peacemaker, and you're going to think what you, you can do to survive for your sister and your child. And then she's like, oh, I never asked. So did you have a boy or a girl? And I love it because Winona looks at her like, this is what you're asking right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now's not a good time to be catching up. Right. She's like, I'm your friend, and I might even love you, but I can't let you mess with my plans to survive. And she kind of walks away from Winona, and I was like, oh my god, Mercedes, what are you doing? And then you have one of the revenant, I want to say kids, because he's like younger. Right. What's his name? Kevin takes a drink from Winona. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. I think that riled her up more than anything. Ma'am? What? Yeah. He's like, kind of like, I'm going to back away. She's ticked off that I said that. Yeah. Go back to the greenhouse and Waverly offers to touch Charlie with the ring and help him remember more. Yeah, he's not quite ready for that, though. No. He gets distracted by flowers blossoming since they arrived and tells Waverly that they need to leave. He says he knows the greenhouse and the ring and starts untying Waverly. And says, oh, God, we have to hide because you hear a car pull up. Right. 
where are you hiding in this greenhouse? Yeah. It's not like it's in full bloom or anything. So I was really confused with that. Right. I'm looking around going, I don't think there's anywhere to hide. No. So we briefly cut to Nicole, who calls the fire chief, who's, of course, lying in a pool of his own blood. Kate crawls over to the injured man and grabs the radio and tells Nicole that she and the chief both need help. Great. Now Nicole's going to be involved with this. Right. In a way that I did not want her involved because no. I'm afraid what Kate's going to do. Yeah. This well, might not turn out too good for Nicole either. No. So we go back to the feast at this point, and Bolshar is like thanking everyone for the hospitality and respect, and I will accept your fealty. And I need the fiercest warrior here to take a spot as my first lieutenant. And oh my gosh, Rolf's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. You know, I planned this dinner and I brought you the air. All my doing. And I'm looking at him going, really? You think you should be first? Okay. And my Nona's like, pick me. And of course, he's like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. No. (laughs) We're opposite sides, remember? And Winona's like, I'm your strongest opponent, and I only want one thing, to keep my sister safe, and so I'll do whatever you want. Do you need me to beg? Do you need this? Because she gets down on her knees, and everyone laughs except Mercedes, because she's looking going, oh, crap, this is bad. Right. So Mercedes knows, but the rest of them are like, I don't know, either putting up a show or what, because she reaches out to Bolshar, and she's like, just give me this chance. And he backs away like really fast from her hand. Right. You could and see tells fear them, on his face. Right. And tells them to put her in a cell. And as that's happening, I'm like, huh. Yeah. I see wheels turning on in more than just Winona's head at this point. Yes. But we go back to the greenhouse instead. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, this back and forth is stressing me out. Yes. Charlie hides Waverly beneath the bench and touches the ring. And, of course, he remembers young Michelle making him a promise to come back and they kiss. And, of course, that's when Waverly realizes that Charlie is not Charlie, but actually Julian. And Charlie kind of starts flipping out. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, it's too much. I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing this. I can't. This is too much. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Because now is not the time to flip out. No, because Doc breaks in and says that he knew Charlie's blood was special and tells him to come out. So Waverly crawls out and says that Charlie isn't there. She claims that she stole Charlie's fire truck and of course Doc doesn't believe her, but he smells Charlie on Waverly and figures that she has angel blood just like Charlie. And I was again getting worried. What the hell are you going to do, Doc? Right. Now, yeah, that would have just blown the fandom up right then and there. Mm Mm-hmm. Waverly tells him that Charlie is Julian, her father. Great. I don't think that's going to save you at this point, Waves. No. Of course. Back to the feast. Ugh. And we have Winona in a cage and the Revenant celebrating. And Mercedes coming over to talk to Winona, but not talk to her. Right. Like, has her back to her. But she's saying, did you see what happened over there? And of course, my daughter's like, I thought you were scared. She's like, I was, but then you came along. <laughs> I was like, oh, and my daughter's like, yeah, I'm scared too. But something bad is going to happen, apparently, if I touch him. 
Right. And right when they're talking about this, it was interesting because then Jarvis ends up coming up doing the same thing. Right. And he's like, you know what? There's no revenants without the herbs. And Bullshark cursed all of us. Right. So you can't put a curse on somebody without something coming back on you. Exactly. And all three of them all of a sudden are like, if I touch him, I'll kill him. And that means the curse is broken. And then everybody can go on with whatever kind of life they can have. And I think at this point, Jarvis is like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to keep doing this over and over and over. Right. Because Bullshar over there had a bug up his butt. So he's like, "Mm, this is going to be bad because you pissed off a lot of people in here. But you know what? I think you're right. And he unlocks the door and and Mercedes is like, okay, let me go distract Bullshar. Yeah. I don't want to know how. Thankfully, we didn't see how. No. (laughs) And we see Winona just ripping that dress to pieces. I actually thought it looked much cooler after she ripped it apart. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And she had an awesome hairpin. Yeah. That, well, it's going to be used for a weapon. Yep. Use what you got. High heels, hairpins, whatever you need. It was a really cool hairpin, too, by the way. (laughs) Costuming, you guys were amazing this episode. That's all I want to say. Yep. Back to the greenhouse where Doc finds the whole idea of an angel being the father of his former lover's sister, Funny. And Waverly insists that Winona and Doc love each other. He says he doesn't feel anything at all and grabs Waverly. And I think everybody got a little stressed. Just a little, yeah. Blood pressure went up about... 10 points at least, not 20, (laughs) because, of course, they cut to Cole and Kate. Yes, the back and forth cutting is what was getting me this episode. Yes, Nicole picks up Kate and takes her to the gardener house and tends to her wound. Kate grabs her tarot cards and reads them and says that they're all going to die. Repeatedly. Dead, dead, dead. She's like, can't you do anything else? She's like, I'm trying to see what's happening. Death, death, death. (laughs) That's not being helpful. No. (laughs) And, of course, she tells Nicole that she won't heal as fast in the endless daylight of the blood eclipse, but she will heal eventually if she doesn't die first. Because death, death, death. Yeah. Let me mix them up again. And she tells Nicole that she's got to find Doc because Doc drank something he shouldn't have. Something inhuman. And that was interesting because Nicole seemed to stop and, like, wait a second. Yeah. Say what? Who's the only person that we've seen him drink from? What does this mean? Right. Like, I figure Nicole would start putting things together at this point, oh, too. absolutely. If Doc's not acting himself and Doc is the one who killed Charlie, something's up with Doc. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to the greenhouse where Doc demands to know where Charlie is, saying that he'll die without it. Now, this is where I'm wondering if he would actually die. Right. Or if he's just kind of... Almost like high. Yeah, feeling it. Mm -hmm. Gotten hooked, an addict. And when Waverly even slaps him to try to get through and he shoves her to the ground, she's like, you'll never forgive yourself for what you're going to do. And Charlie reaches out from underneath. Now, how does Doc not see him? (laughs) Hiding underneath where Waverly was. Right. And he touches the ring and he takes it off Waverly's hand. Because she did say, I... I can't get this off. And he's like, it'll come off for me. Yeah. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. It's your father's ring. Yeah, he's your father. Right. 
And so Charlie comes out from under the bench with all that camouflage. And he's leave Waverly alone. I'm like, uh oh, don't hurt Doc, but make him better. I didn't know what was happening. Right. And he just grabs Doc, casually tosses him across the greenhouse into the angel statue. As and suddenly, wings yeah. sprout from his back. What the heck? Yeah. And when he says, I drifted outside the triangle for years until I saw a light of my child that called me back. I'm like, from you crossing over, it's like, oh my God. So when she left the triangle to save Alice. Right. Is when he was able to find his way back. Yep. So where were you last season? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been a long ways away. Right. So he tells Waverly to come with him, saying that they have no time for petty humanity. But Waverly goes over to the unconscious Doc, whispers that she's sorry, and kisses him on the cheek. And she was crying. Yes. And like tears like landed on his face. So I'm like, okay, what? They're showing this really closely. Right. So I'm like, what does this mean? Right. Did did she cleanse him with her holy water tears? Right. Something. But I was kind of ticked when he's like, petty humanity? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Hold on right a second. There, uh, Julian. Yeah, because I was thinking immediately then this meant that he was going to take her and they were going to sit on the thrones or whatever on the staircase or up the stairs or something. And like, because he wasn't thinking her as human at all. And I was like, this isn't good. I think this is really bad. What's happening? Right. But instead of finding out anything else, we get to go back to Nicole and Kate. It's like, oh, God, you're stressing me out so bad. Emily, what are you doing? You're making me crazy bouncing around like this. And we see Kate finally draws a card and says that the cards are changing, revealing hope. Yay. Now we have an angel revealed. It should <laughs> at least yeah, but a little better. I'm still worried because he didn't seem super like, oh, yeah, I'm on your side kind of thing. Yeah. Seemed more uh, standoffish than human. Right. So, of course, we cut back to the feast where Ralph confronts Winona, pissed about what she did to his dead wife's dress. That's she, what you get for dressing women up in your dead wife's clothes. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> she tells him that if Bolshar dies, then the curse is ended. Uh, Rolph isn't buying it, so he attacks her, and they jump up on the tables. He draws the knife and attacks her, and she stabs him dead with the hairpin. Yeah, he'll come back. It's fine. Yeah. Bolshar steps out and orders Mercedes to take Winona back to her cell. Mercedes dares him to touch Winona. Yeah, why don't you do it yourself? You're closer. Yeah. <laughs> Bolshar says that he will get to the garden. Right. And then everyone's like, wait a second. She's really afraid of her touching him. Yeah. Once again, when Winona reaches for him, this time the beekeepers block her long enough for Bolshar to vape out of there. Right. And then the beekeepers just kind of disappear. It's like, oh, they're not even doing anything. Okay. Right. And Winona takes charge at this moment. She's like, listen, guys, I know you're revenants and I'm the heir and we've had bad blood, but he wants us to keep hating each other so we don't take him out. He's going to jack all of us up and he's the reason we're in this position. Right. And surprisingly, Jarvis is like, can you do it by yourself? And she's like, I cannot. And if we're going to break this curse together, I'm going to need your help. Yep. 
And they actually cheered. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I figure this curse has been going on for 75 years. If there's a possibility to, to end it. Yeah, I think the Revenants are probably ready to end it. Yeah. I know and, I would be. I mean, I think I, about a Groundhog Day from hell. <laughs> right? And I, I can totally understand it. I can see this, and it just seemed weird that they were cheering. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird that they seemed to change sides pretty quick. But with Jarvis switching pretty quick, at least he seemed to be intelligent. And I guess he everybody knew that he was the smart one. And if he was going to follow her, they would follow her as well. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the bully like Rolf was. Right. And then we get to pop back into the greenhouse for a moment to see Doc waking up and sees the broken angel statue looking all confused. And suddenly there's something wrapped up that seemed to be in the statue. Yeah. And it's like, wait, this is a sword. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> but he mutters Charlie's name, grabs the sword, and gets Bobby moving. Knows. Which, I don't know, I was surprised. I really was surprised. Because I'm like, why is there a sword in there? Right. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, there's there's got to be a good reason for it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. Maybe that was the real peacemaker. Right. Go back to BBD where Robin is working on a crossword puzzle with Bobo while Jeremy works on his research. Jeremy's at that point of just giving up. He's drowning in information and Bobo tells him not to give up. Which is weird. Right. (laughs) Yes, Bobo's getting tired too. Yeah. Robin agrees and Jeremy figures that he needs to pinpoint what is in Bolshar's DNA that lets him control the beekeepers. So wait, I need more, what was it, beakers yeah, throughout beakers. the house. And they're leaving, and Bo was like, don't leave me here alone. And I was a little upset, because Jeremy's like, yeah, I we can't trust Bobo. Which I get it. Right. I do get it. Yeah. But even when Robin's like, it's kind of cold-hearted, he's trying to help. And Bobo is like pleading, don't leave me alone. But Jeremy's like, we need a miracle. Yeah. So we need to get this done and not worry about him. Right. I was a little upset. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. Just because I had a feeling that because they were focusing so much on not being there and not having Bobo released, that I figured it couldn't be good. Right. Get a shot of Winona, Mercedes, and the Revenants marching down the street. The army has formed. Yeah. Apparently. The homestead is closer than it was before. I don't know. Get it across. <laughs> Cut back to BBD and Bullshar enters and tells Bobo that he's alone and abandoned. He tells Bobo that he isn't one of them and Bobo asks what he is. Right, because Bobo keeps saying, I tried to tell him the good I did, but I did too much bad. Right. I was like, uh-oh. I'm not cool with this. What's happening? Right. Because Bolshar turns right around and asks Bobo what would he say if he offered him a job. Yeah. Bad what took you Bobo so long? comes right out and gives him that what took you so long line. You go, what? Oh, no, 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 no. We don't Were you trying Bobo. to lead them astray? I mean, I'm so... Is he trying to find a way for Bolshar to... To, like, 
I don't know, get distracted so they can figure out what they're doing. I don't know, but I was not cool with this at all. Oh, no. Yeah, this was not the way to end this episode. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. Talk about leaving us on a just like a what happens next for the second part of the finale. Right. After hitting us with Charlie being Jillian and Waverly's dad and Dot being crazy vampire and What are you going to do to us next? Right. Okay. Obviously, you're going to break our hearts. I understand that. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Steve, do we have any feedback this episode? Oh, we certainly did. Our bestie from the Netherlands, Fred, gave us some feedback. So let's take a listen. Hello, Fangirl Zone podcasters. Hello, Steve. Hello, Sean. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Winona Earp Season 3, Episode 11. First off. When I record this, it's, uh, as we call in Europe, the second Christmas day. So the day after Christmas, 26th of December. And I found the big meal in the meat factory having a kind of, although Bouchard there with his minions, uh, still it had a little bit a Christmas atmosphere with all those lights. Very strange to rewatch this episode just today. And I had to rewatch it because it was in the meanwhile too, too long ago that I watched this episode. So to make this feedback, I really had to rewatch it. Wow, what an episode. It was an episode full of weird things and a lot of revealing things. One of the weird things was... The universe is hilarious. <laughs> My best friend's great-great-granddaughter sleeping with a baby. And another weird thing was that Charlie suddenly came alive. Well, I think Waverly's powers are very, very big. I also wonder what Waverly's tears or kiss will do with Doc. Will he remain a vampire or will he even be vampireless? It was very revealing that at the end Charlie proved to be Julian. Is Kate's tarot card change? Is that an indication that Doc is not a vampire anymore? Or is that the indication of Julian being there as an angel? Or even both? I'm very curious what will happen. And of course, next episode, also with Kate, what will Kate's role be? And another thing is, of course, what will Bobo's role be? Because... What would you say... If I offered you a job. Greetings. All the best. Fred from the Netherlands. And a happy holiday to you and yours. And glad that your feast on the second Christmas day reminded you of Bolshar's feast plus lights. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steve, I think Fred had some really good questions and thoughts. And I think we're kind of in the same boat with a lot of his questions. Yeah, actually, we were. It definitely was a weird and revealing episode, especially with the Julian reveal. But we kind of was thinking that Charlie had to be Julian there by the time we got to this episode. And seeing Waverly raise the dead, yeah, that was uh, (laughs) some power there, that's for sure. And what can her tears do? That's a really good question. Right, the kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Now, as far as the tarot card changing... I think we both thought it was because Charlie became Julian instead of Doc being cleansed. But 
We really don't know because at that point we never really saw Doc the rest of the episode, so we don't know if that did actually affect him or not. So we just have to wait and see in the season finale. Oh my goodness, though. There's so much that happens and so many questions. And Fred, you weren't the only one who had to watch it more than once. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And as far as Kate and what will her role be in the finale, that's a really good question. I'm not sure I'd have a good answer for you there with the way Winona's kind of banded together with the revenants. Unless she can verify that Doc's no longer a vampire, that's really about the only thing I can see her doing much of. I don't know. I mean, you know what? I don't know. I yeah. just, I don't even have answers, so. <laughs> no, that this episode took us <laughs> completely by surprise on most of it. So, yeah, what Emily has in store for us next episode, it's too tough to guess because she always, always takes a left turn when we're all moving right. He gets us every time. Yep. (laughs) And as far as Bobo, I'm hoping that he's going to kind of be a double agent and actually be working for Winona, but you just can't trust Bobo. We've never been able to trust Bobo. (laughs) Even when we see him in other things, it's like, can we trust him? (laughs) Exactly. Well, once again, Fred, we appreciate the feedback and can't wait to hear your thoughts on the season finale. Thanks, Fred. So what do you guys think? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts, how you felt on this episode, how you think it's going to end. Oh, my gosh. Just there's so much pain in this episode. Yes. Because I didn't know what was happening. And for a long time, I was just like, what is going on? I'm so confused. So while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes (laughs) and every other platform you find us on, good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. And I don't know why you didn't tell them to start watching the show. They can binge watch how many seasons now. And they can catch up and tell you how they feel. and, And tell you how crazy everything is. So don't forget to check out www.fangirlzone.com where you can see our email and our Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and Vero, everything. Everything is there. And you can leave us messages that way too because we love hearing from you guys. And oh my gosh. So for this stressful episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. Oh look, it's the world's worst son of anarchy cosplayers. And until next time.